It's time for episode 22 of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And this week I have two of the creators behind Children of the Grave, which has the fourth issue out today in comic shops when this is being released. So let's see. Let's start out with uh, Sam. I, I forgot to ask how you pronounce your last name. How do you pronounce your name? Uh, Romesburg. Romesburg. See, I wanted to go Romesburg, and I thought that just doesn't feel right to me. It's, you know, as long as you're, as long as you're uh, close, I'll, I'll come running. So in the park now, Ben. Ben, your name I can actually pronounce. Ben Roberts. How are you, Ben? Yeah, I'm. I'm doing good. I'm doing really well. Now, you guys have what I consider to be a, a super creative book called Children of the Grave. As I said, the fourth issue is out today in comic shops. Uh, if you can't, by the way, uh, James always wants me to mention, if you can't get the previous issues in the stores, be sure to go to scoutcomics.com and look in the store there, and you should be able to get previous issues. So there, so you can catch up with that. I highly recommend you get those issues before you read issue four, although you could probably read the summary on the inside cover and be able to do it. So don't don't stop buying if you can't get them. Get issue four, no matter what. So, uh, Children of the Grave. Uh, well, let's start off with Sam. How do you describe what this book is? If you had to describe to people what the book is about, what would you say? Oh, man. Um, I think the biggest theme that we were going for is just challenging your 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 social norm if it doesn't seem like it's in line with your your core uh values and what you've what you feel is right and you know n- no matter what doing what needs to be done to change you know life to be what you think is right and um without spoiling too much i think a fun way to do that is with um some uh guys from another planet uh showing up so it's like a it's a we we try to make an exciting way of explaining this 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 theme of you know uh shaping life to being well what you think is right no matter what kind of you have to do to get there I think Ben is better at explaining that. <laughs> okay. Well, Ben, how would you explain um, it then? <laughs> I, I, I've always said that children of the grave is about finding your own answers. That's that's bottom line. Like all the crazy stuff that happens stripped aside. It's about kind of like what Sam was getting at, what you feel like in your gut, this is right. Uh, everyone else tell me, no, that's wrong. The, the world's throwing, just constantly throwing hurdles at me, trying to get me to go one way. It's about following your gut all the way through. For Being sure. true to yourself, finding your own answers. Mm-hmm. Which is great. Uh, it's one of the themes, obviously, I read. As I've mentioned to you guys before we started to record, I've actually had the chance to read the whole miniseries, which is really gripping stuff, I have to say. I was just I, – I, I, I was so glad I had them because once I started to read, I, I wanted to know where this is going to go. <laughs> awesome. Thank you. Super well done. I, I, a little bit more about it. There's a long description on the Scout site, which I'm not going to go into the whole thing. But it, it's talking about the, the the providers are there and people who uh, – a divine and watchful entity who provide uh, food and there's no hardship, no pain or suffering. And there's a mutual understanding that there's no questioning any of it. 
And that's why you're talking about what you are. But there's, there's Daniel is the exception to the new world, driven by angst and starved for answers. Daniel has spent his life on Terra, which is the name of the planet, challenging the status quo and demanding more than what he's been shown. And there's a, a, a religious figure, and name escapes me off the top of my head. What's the name of the guy that's uh, – br- br- Brother Cruz. Brother Cruz, that's right. He's the one that, that uh, is the one that – that, uh, Daniel challenges, uh, shall we say. Uh, well, why don't we talk a little bit about who Daniel is? Uh, let's see, ben, do you, was Daniel patterned after anybody? Was he creation of the two of you guys? Um, yeah, Daniel, uh, Daniel was, I feel like, an amalgamation of both who Sam and I were at a certain point in our lives. You know, we both grew up playing music, um, punk rock bands, uh, hardcore bands, uh, and, and, and that sort of music, you know, you start off, you're young, you're really angry and it, uh, it, it changes the way you think about things. I think Daniel is very much Sam and I at a, at a, at a younger age. And that's how we felt about the world and felt about things very angry. Um, you know, Daniel, you know, he starts, so the story starts off, he's a little angry right at the beginning. Um, for sure. But he finds, a pathway. He finds how to deal with that anger, how to uh, make it work for him and make it work for the betterment of, of the people he cares about. And I think uh, th- that's more of who we are right now. A hundred percent. Cause I, I think that mindset of him, especially in book one, what, what uh, Ben was saying is, is in this, like you have to have some of that to, you know, you know, Ben and I were both like, I have, I'm not going to school. Let's let's like hop in a van and and try to do th- this other thing. I don't want to follow this this path that everybody else I know is following. I want to do stuff that makes me happy. I don't want to. I don't care about the the, the this other stuff, you know. And uh, I think that's kind of where exactly where um, we start with this book. And then by the end, hopefully, that he has a little bit more um, uh, clarity with the larger. Uh, picture but i think yeah ben said it perfect this is he's like i got a little bit of both of us in him for sure mm-hmm. which, is, which is really good now one of the things about this book that really stood out to me and being a little older guy that i am i recognized the philosophy behind it question authority and i have to say that over the generations I think we've lost a lot of that. Uh, even now today, I see a lot of people saying, well, it's the government. You know, we, we can't question the government. The government knows what, what's best for us. And obviously, you guys don't necessarily buy into that philosophy. So. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I, when I read the book in particular, he's going around, Daniel is, and of course, he's got um, other people that work with him at one point. And uh, that kind of slowly unfolds. And I I, one thing I don't want to do too much of is spoil stuff because I want people to get the experience that I did when I sat and read it. You get to read it on your own. You get the surprises the way you guys wanted us to experience them. So that's the thing I want to really do. Um, uh, it's such an interesting book. and it, it harkened me back to the 60s, which I actually was growing up in the middle of. And I remember seeing all these protests and all this stuff going on and uh, we don't see that. To, well, we do see some in some aspects, but it's not that question of, a, of authority thing that I, I still to this day, I say people question authority and look me, at me like I'm crazy. But you guys buy into that stuff. I mean, t- talk to me a little bit about 
is this kind of a parable uh, as far as like what people should be doing today? A, a kind of an idea what what society should well, embrace more? Sort of, because I mean, if it, I feel like that, but like about a, a lot of things, but some things I'm like, if if I, especially these days, like if you're not wearing a mask, I'm going to be like, hey, put a damn mask on, you know, like stuff like that. I'm like, follow the rules if it's to save everybody's life. Like I don't know that. Maybe that's me getting like like a little bit older, and like I have a kid now, and I'm like, hey, like some some of it, I'm like, I don't feel like that about everything, but um, I, I don't know. I think uh, like in like today's world, especially, I feel like we have the people that are like some people like super follow the word of everything that comes out to like a fault, which like some people will like ignore like certain like basic facts and like science and things where I'm like, you know, you need to think a little bit more for yourself here and understand that like in the larger scheme of this, this doesn't make a lot of sense. Like all the, all of these, all of these keys are here for you to like pick up on to realize that this isn't making a lot of sense. But at the same time, on the other side of the coin, especially right now, I'm just basically because like right now is such like a crazy time with COVID and all this other stuff going on. Like it, it is okay to follow authority if it's, uh, if it's to like save your life, you know, I don't know. That's my biggest point. Cause I feel, I feel like I'm always being like, put your damn mask on to people. I it drives me crazy. <laughs> Well, what about you, Ben? How do you feel about that? I think uh, I might have a little less to lose than Sam. You know, he he, he does have a family. Uh, I, I, I feel like I've always been super critical about everything that I see, everything that I read, everything that I hear. Um, you know, I think I think critical thinking is the most important part of what we're trying to get at, is that if you're taking things at face value, uh, left wing, right wing, just you know entertainment media anything you you're you're missing out on a big portion there's a narrative to everything um and and somewhere in between in that middle there might be a clearer answer and it really takes you to slow down and go hey i don't think what that person's telling me is that that can't be the whole truth it's it's about looking out finding seeking the entire truth And, and and bottom line it's about looking out for yourself looking out for your community looking out for your loved ones that's what's important really mm. yeah and this 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 might sound like a, like a like a bit nuts too but i feel like the 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 peak of my like screw who's in charge mindset was when i was in i was in the uh um the army for four years which is like the the complete opposite place where you want to be for that right mm-hmm. but like being in that kind of like mindset i was just like i don't tell me what to do like it may that's what like really hit that's when i was like this is the kind of guy i am like i can't do this like i can't just like follow something blindly i need to i need to figure out like why i'm doing what i'm doing what's the logic behind what i'm doing like this is i can't operate like this so i think that you know that like i did that when i was like 22 so you know that was like a really like formative time to be like man you gotta think for yourself a little bit more here guys like i was really the guy who's kind of like like trying to like uh, get the troops like i'm like why why are we marching here let's turn around like there's more of us than them i don't know but um it's it's a weird mindset to have especially now when like oh man everything is so like polarizing and not to get like too uh uh too stuck in that in that track but 
I don't know. I, I, I do think it is important to think like that, but it's also important to think logically is my, is my biggest thing, you know, like, like logic needs to be the, the basis. Don't, don't be like screw authority just, you know, to do it. I feel like that happens a lot now too with, with this, I'm, I'm going to sound like an old guy here too, with this damn TikTok people who go into <laughs> public places just to be loud and post it on the TikTok. I don't like that at all. So stop doing that. Okay. That, that's my piece. Well, as as I was mentioning to you, and we wished right before we started record, this is not for the young children to read. This this book is very much of a mature readers, and it has the label on the front of it. Uh, the end of the first issue clearly displays that, and we won't say what it is, but let's just say there's a surprise at the end of the of the first issue. Yeah. And uh, it, it sets up the rest of the issues. And like I said, since I've had a chance to read them all, I highly encourage people to get out and get this book. It's really something uh, special as far as things go. I, there's one group of people who may not, who particularly may not like this uh, book. And that are people who have uh, strong church ties, um, shall we say. The guy that we were mentioning, the guy that, uh, that I go against, there's a, uh, so we say a religious it doesn't say any specific religious organization, but it's there's the 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 guy who is the one who kind of keeps order is he's got the trappings of religion around him and stuff. So if that bothers you, I, I think it's good to question everything. I question uh, churches and I question everything. So to me, when I was reading that, I thought, well, this might actually be a little healthy if we sit down and actually don't just take everything for granted so but but i think some people <laughs> let's just say might not appreciate that but you get the the perspective of where this book is coming from well i i don't think it was ever meant to be necessarily anti-religious um i think you know just despite my feelings the, the that, that character brother cruz what he's the role that he's playing is uh to be a strong member of the community, he can easily manipulate people in that role. Um, and, and that role that he's playing is, is a facade that you come to find out. Mm -hmm. And Sam actually talked a little bit about aliens being involved in this. And it's uh, that's a fascinating thing. I'm a big sci-fi guy. I love science fiction. And a lot of that comes in. It, it starts out – I was listening to an interview you did, Ben, on an, another podcast. They were talking about body horror and stuff like that. And I, that helped me understand – well, as I was mentioned to you, you helped me understand Immortal Hulk finally, <laughs> which I've been buying and not quite getting. And so when I heard that, what you talking about that, it helped me understand that a little bit. And there's some of that in here. Do you want to talk a little bit about body horror and what that means and what it, that might have to do with this book? Um, well, I think, you know, without giving anything away, uh, especially the ending of that first issue, that there's some grotesque things that happen in this book. Um, some some gross scenes of some horrible things that happen to, to people against their will. And it, it, all good horror is just like I think horror is a way to, to tell a message and also shock you. You're shocked into you're having to pay attention because of how shocking something is. You can't look away from it. Um, so I love, uh, you know, body horror, like Cronenberg movies, The Fly, uh, Videodrome. Um, so it, it, maybe it's a little bit of homage to that, playing to some of our sensibilities by having something super graphic. Mm -hmm. Sam and I like violent comics. We like violent movies. Uh, so having some of that play through while, st while still trying to do mm -hmm. this sort of story here. 
It just drives the point home for sure. Like I think, you know, and going back to the the first thing that, that you asked is what like like the main theme of this is. That what 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 I said was the main theme for for Daniel, but I think another important theme of this book is like trusting people and um especially uh people who are a victim of some sort of crime like you need to you need to trust what what they're saying and i think sometimes showing like the horrible truth of what they have gone through in this horrifying way really drives home just how bad it is and i like i think that's all of that is in the third book and i think that's probably my my favorite uh my favorite of the run is that third one because i think it's it is very violent, but in a way that it's not, I think sometimes violence in comics is used just to be like, wow, this is cool looking, you know, but I think it's violent in a way that makes you be like, oh my God, this is horrible, you know? And I think that was what we wanted to uh, try to do too, is to really, really drive home just how horrible this plot is and how, you know, how allowing it to um, uh, continue is, the worst thing that can happen and you know like our main character is so set on 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 leaving and i think having having seen what i what is coming is the only way that you can kind of make sense for him to be like we got to stay and and fix it so Mm -hmm. it's funny that this reminds me my my college days i took an english literature book and there was a philosopher who believed in what they called the fatted calf theory that humanity is best when they're like a cow standing in a pasture all they have to do is eat and 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 poop basically all at the same time (laughs) and so that's to them is was the ideal state of humanity and when i read this book i i I was i flashed back to that going like wow i you know it's it's nice that that theory even though that was in the 1800s a long time ago there are still people who believe that theory and i thought that was a great thing about this this wow that's that's kind of exactly what not to give too much away (laughs) that's like exactly what i think uh the the goal for uh the bad guys is in this so that's that's very crazy that's really cool yeah it's 1800s i I still am always interested when people philosophize and stuff like that these things are cyclical (laughs) come back around eventually to get us now there's one thing i've got to be sure to talk with you guys about and that is the rock group black sabbath sure and its influence on this comic including the title okay uh let's see uh uh, I know both you guys are into this kind of good music. I happen not to be as familiar with this as you guys, I'm sure, are. Uh, who's the best one to talk about this or to? Oh man, I, Ben. Okay, ben, sure, Ben. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Ben. Well, uh, so I, the thing was, was you know, I, I've been a comics reader my entire life. I went to film school. I worked on some scripts for stuff, um, but. When Sam asked me, he came up with the initial idea for this book. We didn't have a name. We just had some loose ideas. And the day that I sat down to write it, I, 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 I write to music. And I was listening to Sabbath. I was trying to think, think of something that felt a little epic, a little like big, like a big world feeling. And uh, Children of the Grave came on. And I was like, oh, man, can we name the book this? And then from there, we just started sprinkling these Sabbath references in there. The weird thing is, is really without trying, it just worked. We we didn't really try to push it in there, uh, but the the song "Children of the Grave" itself plays a pretty big role 
throughout the narrative of this story. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I love metal, uh, you know, Sabbath is one of my favorite bands. Um, before the book came out, Sam and I both got black Sabbath and our comic kind of mashed up together tattoos. Um, so yeah, music definitely plays, plays a big role. And I think also just how I think and operate. So had to work that in here. For sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that since uh, you, you said that you read the, uh, the uh, last one that's there's, it kind of ends on this very black Sabbath part. And it was, that was the thing that was so uh, shocking for us. Once we started to write this was we would look at like what, what the actual song was saying and being like, we, we have to find a way to kind of work this in. Cause it's fits the world, I think so perfectly. So. Mm-hmm. Very good, because uh, it's funny because the, the title of the book, of course, as you mentioned, is, is a reference to a song and stuff like that. I, I always think that music and comics somehow go together. There was a book, uh, there was Nexus, it was called, and they actually recorded the book. People did the dialogue, and they played music and stuff in the background. You would play, it was a record, you know, a little plastic record that came in the comic, and you'd play that, and you'd read the comic and listen to the record. Are you thinking that listening to Black Sabbath when reading this book might be helpful? Absolutely. If if you could sync it up right, it would be awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, and in, and in, 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 there's there's little like Sabbath references in the background. There's some other music references. Um, you know, with, with Daniel's room or the cassette that he carries around. So. Because he puts a headset on at one point, and I'm, I, I'm sure that's what he's listening to. That is absolutely what he's listening to. Yeah, the uh, goal. If you, you know, how you can watch. Um, what is that movie that you link up with? The the, the Wizard of Oz. The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Um, if you read this and listen to Black Sabbath, uh, Masters of Reality. Masters of Reality. It's the same deal. So give, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting because it's going to be fun to do. <laughs> uh, I, I often see people who write comics put out a playlist that you should be listening to this while you're reading the, the book and stuff like that. And I guess just, it's weird that, that you say that, 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 that these things kind of go uh, hand in hand. Um, ben and I, especially one of the first things that we do whenever we kind of come up with this new uh, concept is like, this is the soundtrack of it. And we'll like make like a playlist of like what we think everything should feel like, you know, like, you know, certain people say that like a Thor run should sound like, like you're listening to Zeppelin, you know, like we feel like whenever we write it, I think it kind of helps us get into the zone of the, of the vibe of that book by like making this playlist and being like, this is how the, we want the book to feel. And for this book, it was a hundred percent black Sabbath. So. Mm-hmm. Very good. Uh, you don't have a playlist that you, you think people should listen to. Uh, we, we don't, I, I would say, you know, we have future projects that we're in the midst of that are, very have come with a very curated playlist (laughs) (laughs) cool okay something we can look forward to as far as that goes we'll get to that in a minute i want to talk a little bit more about what you're working on uh but in a sense i want to take a step back how did you guys get to know each other and then create this book because ben my understanding is this is your very first comic sam on the other hand i know has done at least one previously so how did you guys you know get together and work on this project how did this happen i booked Sam's band uh, distances to play in my hometown, maybe eight years ago, nine years ago. 
Um, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and That's then after, so ago. and then after that, I was, uh, playing with another band and we met up with distances on, on tour. And that was when I realized that Sam and some of the other members of his band were, were comics guys. And then just slowly over time, I knew he was doing among the willows, his Western book. And we started meeting up at conventions. He was the first guest on a podcast I used to do called punks and panels. And just one day he hit me up and was like, Hey, like, I think you'd be into this. Like, let's, let's work on this if you're interested. And it's, uh, I kind of hit the ground running trying to, I got the Brian Michael Bendis book, um, words for pictures, um, a couple other comics writing, just how to's little help books, and then tried to just hit the ground running with it. That's cool. And Sam, uh, uh, what's your take on all that? Did, uh, was there anything that uh, stuck out when, when you and Ben started to work on this stuff? Uh, is this like a the, the idea for Children of the Grave? Uh, it sounds like the two of you came up with this together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so back to back to the whole band thing. Um, I do really like to write with somebody. Like my my last thing that I was doing was with my friend um, who who was in the that same band with me. And I, I don't know, I like, I someday would like to write a book, like, I guess by myself, but I kind of like look at this as we're like starting a band, you know, and the songs that our bands would write, I I feel like my, my favorites were like, never, they weren't ever the ones where somebody came to, to the, uh, you gig like, hey, I got this whole thing. Here's your part. Here's your part. Let's play it. It was the ones where someone was like, I kind of got this little riff. And then somebody else adds their riff. And then you have this whole thing. And those songs always were so much more fun to play. And I feel like for this, I was like, it's, have the same kind of uh, mindset about trying to write comics as I I had this kind of an idea. And I was like, I wonder what, what someone else would add to it. And then I talked to, to Ben because I know from how we went back and like met and how we talked about this kind of thing, we kind of had the, the same like mindset about life and about, you know, about comics and what was cool and what wasn't cool. And we like kind of did it that way. And I think, um, I don't know. I think that's my favorite way to, uh, to make things is I think that, uh, like I want to have as much input as I can to get the best, the best thing out there. And I think that if I had written this by, myself i don't know if it would have been like a a fraction as good you know and i wanted to really you know get get his opinion and ben and i had had been friends but i think after this i'm like i want to write with especially ben for like a long time because this was this was so much fun and it was so it's so simple to like find someone who has a, a similar like uh creative brain and just be like this book really was like, I have this idea. And Ben was like, okay, with, with that idea, this comes next. And I was like, oh, for sure. And with that idea, this comes next. And he was like, for sure. And it was just, it just happened. So I, it, it was such a, that's what I think the, the goal is. And it worked, I think, uh, like very well with, with this. Someone, someone asked us once, like who did, uh, Trad Moore, who's an artist was, we met at Heroes Con last, uh, two, two years ago. And he was like, oh, who did what parts? And I don't know how to answer that because it was kind of like this constant rolling ball. Yeah. Where little bits, like they just, everything built off of each other. So it's hard to give credit of one thing to one person. The book was truly written by both of us because we always have like this script and we're always going back and like making little, little changes here and there. And it's just like, it's impossible to know. 
Well, cool. Well, that, uh, in my opinion, that, that's how the best writing goes. I think some people, when they think that what they have written is gold and you dare not touch it in any way, I think that's a mistake. Uh, I know Star Trek does that. When Star Trek actors get the script, they have to give it exactly the way that it was given to them. Yeah. They can't make any changes. And I always think that's a mistake. But uh, anyway, I, <laughs> it, it, I'm glad it turned out the way it is because, like I said, I've read all five issues. And let me tell you, it's a fascinating story. It's going to make you think. It's going to make you, you feel. <laughs> it's going to make you question, I think, when ultimately when time comes, which I think is a healthy thing. And I, I just think it's the kind of book I wish that everybody could get to read because it's that excellent comic. I think this is why comics were made, this kind of thing. Yeah, it's just it's just terrific. Now, you guys talked about other projects. Is there anything you can tell us about if, if you've got other projects in mind? <laughs> um, is it all under it, it hasn't it's not ready for prime time yet or what's going on with uh, with you guys? It's not ready for prime time yet. Uh I will say I feel one thing we have uh, 10 ideas in various stages of production. Um, cons we're constantly talking to each other, trying to do new things. Um, but, but we, uh, we felt like we tried to pack so much meaning into children of the grave and that each e something, it, it stood for something that there is a clear cut message that after that, we really wanted to do something just flat out ridiculous, um, and just have fun with the unlimited budget, like special effects budget you have with comics. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, absolutely. So without giving away, um, we're working on a few things. One thing, uh, I'm only going to give the title. It's called Rock and Roll Hell. It's very crazy. And then we have a like intergalactic professional wrestling book we're trying to do. And like a monster hunter book. There's, there's a, there's a lot of plate spinning, but, uh, we're, we're constantly, you know, starting ideas, letting them breathe a little bit, coming back to them, building off of them. Um, so Super cool. Now, of course, if people want to keep up with you guys, let's say, Sam, what are there social media ways that we can keep up with what you're doing? Uh, just, uh, I'd say Twitter that I think that was like kind of, um, I, I, I mean, I have, I have everything, but I think Twitter is the most, that's uh comic, uh, centric. Like if you find me on other things, I, I just post about my kid. I, I don't know if that, that that's boring, but, uh, Twitter, I am just at, uh, Sam Romsberg, just my name. Spell your last name for us, would you? Romsberg, R-O-M-E-S-B-U-R-G. Okay. And Ben, how about you on social media? Um, same sort of thing. Uh, I've, I've been trying to use Twitter for a comics audience. Um, I'm not the best at Twitter, but it's Ben Lizzie, kind of like the band Thin Lizzie, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's Ben Lizzie. Okay. Very good. Now, last question. Do you guys know when the fifth and final issue is coming out? It, it, it will be in May. Um, it, Diamond distribution is very weird with, with, with how they put things out. So I know it's scheduled to be the second week in May, yeah. um, but that's always possible to change. Yeah. It's uh, diamond is not the, uh, Oh, I work at a comic I, book store. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We won't go into that. That's a whole nother subject <laughs> somewhere down the road. But anyway, I, Children of the Grave is one of those great comics. I think it's a classic. I think down the road, I think people will look at it and go, oh, my gosh. I didn't know that this was out in comic form. And I just think this could be a movie 
some point, <laughs> in my opinion. Awesome. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it. But anyway, you guys are doing wonderful stuff. I, I, I tell you, if you can find this book, get it. If you can't get it at your local shop, go to scoutcomics.com and look in store. And I'm sure there are copies there that you can get. And be sure to do this. Hopefully, this will come out in a collected edition, too. That'd be nice. Oh, yeah. And then could I add one thing sure. to that? If you're not going to get it for what we wrote, get it for um, – um, uh, Giole's art because that guy is about to be I think it, it, he's going to be somebody very soon in in the comic world he his art is unbelievable yeah. and I still can't kind of I can't kind of comprehend how we got him to do this book because it has been exactly what we wanted since the beginning so if, if you just want to like see a beautiful book I think it's a beautiful book like just from what he has taken what we've had and made it so much cooler so if you're going to read it read it for that guy too because he is he's a master he's a master 